So when you start out in the entrepreneur world, you start hearing words and terms you've never heard before. It's like a whole new language. When I first started listening to business and online marketing podcasts, I had Google constantly open, checking what all these terms were. But by far, there was one thing that all the business gurus talked about the most. They said it was the most important thing to have to attract potential customers and help them to get to know, like, and trust you. So I was skeptical at first, but soon realized that they were right. But what is it? Well, you're just going to have to keep listening to find out. Because if you're thinking about starting a side hustle or are working towards leaving your job to start your dream business, whatever that will be, this episode is essential for you. Are you ready? Then let's find out some more. Hi, I'm Nicola O'Hara, and not so long ago, I navigated my way out of a successful corporate career to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Now I live a life of freedom and work where, when, how, and with whom I choose. I created this podcast to teach you the strategies I learned and share the knowledge and tools I needed during my escape journey. So you can make your move out of your day job faster, smarter, and with greater ease. Think of me as your mentor, teacher, guide, and cheerleader through the highs and lows of the employee to entrepreneur roller coaster. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur feeling trapped, unappreciated, and unfulfilled in your job, and longing to break free to build a business and life you're passionate about, you're in the right place. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode. So earlier this week, I was in London and found myself at Waterloo Station with some time to kill. Now, as I was there, I decided to revisit part of the commutes I used to journey on when I was in my corporate job. Back then, I worked in the city of London, which is the main financial district and the oldest part of London. I used to get the train to Waterloo, then walk along the South Bank to my office in the city. So it's about 45 minutes to walk it. Now, I could have got there quicker on the underground, but I preferred the walk because it was then I did all my thinking around my potential business. It was on that walk I used to listen to podcasts about business, changing your life and all the things I needed to do to make my escape. I used to stop and take notes on my phone every few steps, soaking in as much knowledge as I could from industry experts and people who have made the move before me. Now, looking back on it, I know I really lengthened my commute because I wanted to to put off the arriving at the office. In those 45 minutes, I was living in my vision, my dream for the future. I was a business owner. I was living a life of freedom. I called the shots. So I remember I used to pick up a coffee on the way at a particular coffee shop near the Oxo Tower. And as I queued, I would look at the people sitting down in their seats, chatting away and on their laptops and think how great it would be to just decide to work there for the day on a whim. Not to have to get the okay from anyone or tell anyone where I was. Now, this was pre-pandemic. So at the time, home working was really rare. And I was five days in the office with almost a three hour round trip commute. But even now, if I was still working for the same company, I would have to do at least three days in the office. My time and way of working would still be dictated by someone else. Anyway, when I was walking my old commute along the south bank of the River Thames, I couldn't help grinning like a Cheshire cat. Honestly, people probably wondered why I looked so happy or a bit weird. Um, But all I could think was, I did it. I am living that life I fantasized about. I have the freedom I yearn for and love what I do every day. 
I even went into the same coffee shop, bought a coffee, sat down in a seat near the window and pulled out my laptop. I didn't really have anything urgent to do, I just, so I just answered a few emails. But the great thing was, I could do it. I was so free, I, just, I could just do whatever I wanted. It was such a small thing, but my past self was jumping up and down and cheering. Now, I'm not saying this to you to brag. I just wanted to share it because whatever you're dreaming of right now, whatever passion you would love to pursue that you plan out in your head on your commute or at your desk, it's possible. You can do it. You can one day be doing the same thing as me, reminiscing on your days while you're still trapped in a soulless, frustrating job while dreaming of the life you deserve. So as I've already mentioned, one of the things I thought of as I was walking along that old commute was how I used to listen to podcasts. I entered into a whole other world with new terms, a whole new language really, and new ways of doing things. I was intrigued, but also felt like a complete novice. Because the entrepreneur life was so alien to me. I was an old hand at corporate life. After 20 years in various offices across the city and in other cities, I knew that world. I was comfortable in it. I was confident in it. But I was also smothered and trapped in it. And there was so much to learn in the entrepreneur world. One of the things all the business gurus kept banging on about was list building. I was clueless. What the heck is it? List building. And why is it so important? Now, maybe you're more clued up than I was, or you might work within the marketing world and know all these terms. But for me, it was totally new. And even when I knew what it was, I had no idea how to get started in it. Now, for the sake of this episode, I'm going to assume that you're like me back when I started, and this is the first time you've heard about it, or maybe one of the first times. So this is your list building for dummies episode. So list building is actually email list building. It could also be called email marketing. Any clearer for you? No? That was the same for me. So let me tell you in simpler terms. Email list building is attracting people to what you have to say on your specialist topic and encouraging them to give you their email address in exchange for a free resource like an ebook, guide, challenge, or a mini course. Now, you'll have done this many times as a consumer, as it's a common marketing strategy. For example, you might have given your email address in exchange for 10% off the price the next time you shop somewhere. Or when you wanted those delicious, healthy recipes from your favorite guru, you gave them your email address to receive them. After that, those email addresses are on your list and you can send them regular emails or newsletters giving them more free knowledge and guidance. Then after nurturing them this way for a while, you can start to tell them about your paid offers and your products. Now, having an email list of leads is seen as the gold standard as any business owner, far above that of what you post on social media and the number of followers you have. But why is that? Well, the biggest reason is that having an email list allows you to speak directly to your potential customers and clients. By communicating directly with potential customers, you can build trust and create connections. You can tell them about your latest blog, your podcast or YouTube channel episode and give them the inside scoop on your fabulous products or services. This helps you build long-term relationships with your audience. Now, another reason is that email marketing is pretty inexpensive compared to other forms of advertising, making it a cost-effective way to reach a large number of people. When your list has grown to more than just your friends and family, you can target certain segments of your audience based on their preferences or demographics. So for example, 
If you have a service or a product that's better for women, you can select to send emails on that topic just for them, which means you have more likelihood of of them being interested and invested in it, and you can write the email to appeal directly to them. Okay, so getting a layer deeper, email marketing typically results in higher conversion rates compared to other marketing channels. So what do I mean by this? Well, when you tell your email list about your services, offers or products, they are far more likely to decide to buy them than people you sell to through things like Facebook ads or social media. This is because subscribers on your email list have already shown interest in you, your story and your products or services. Remember, they've signed up because they are interested in something you are offering, making them far more likely to become paying customers. So in order to have an email list, you need to sign up for an email marketing platform. I'm going to tell you more about that later in the episode. For now, you just need to know that whatever platform you use will be able to give you detailed analytics. So you can track things like open rates. In other words, who opens your email? Click-through rates, which is who clicked on a link in your email. And conversions. So, so who actually bought something through that email? This data can really help you make the most of your email campaigns and improve your overall marketing strategy, if you have one. Another thing that is great about email lists is that you're regularly in touch with the people on your email list, which keeps your brand top of their minds. This can lead not only to more sales, but more word of mouth referrals and greater loyalty, ultimately boosting your personal brand and your business's success and reputation. You will be the person they think of when the problem you solve raises its head in their life or in the lives of their friends and family. Now, you may say, oh, well, I post on Instagram or Facebook every day. That keeps me in their minds. But I hate to break it to you, but only a fraction of your following sees your posts and reels, and then they just disappear. Your email subscribers not only get all your messages, but they can save them, go back to them later if they need them, and they can also forward them to friends and family who may be really interested. Now, as your business grows, your email list can grow with it. This scalability makes email marketing a powerful tool for you. The more people on your list, the more potential customers you have, and the more people you can learn from. So particularly in the early days of your business, but really throughout the life of your business, you will need feedback on services you're thinking of introducing or products you're making. The people on your list are ideal for this. You can ask them to jump on a call with you for feedback, send them surveys, or they can even be to test something for you. Finally, unlike social media platforms, you have complete control over your email list. You are the captain. This means you're not at the mercy of the algorithm changes or platform policies that could limit your reach. So if Mark Zuckerberg decides he's had enough and shuts down Meta, erasing Facebook and Instagram from the planet, you will still have your people safe and sound on your list. So I hope I've convinced you that you need to have an email list. Whatever your potential business will be, you will need it. But how do I get started, I hear you ask? Well, you know I love a good step-by-step, so here are seven steps to getting your list started. The first step on your list-building journey is selecting the perfect email marketing service. Think of it as finding the ideal dance partner. Not every option will be right for you. You need to suit each other's style, pace, and flow. When choosing, you'll want to consider factors like pricing, features, and ease of use. Always try and get a free version or at least a free trial before you commit. So I use Kajabi for my email as I wanted an all-in-one system. So I have my email, my my course platform, uh, my website, everything on there. 
But if you don't want to go for something like that, I know that ConvertKit, Flowdesk, ActiveCampaign and MailChimp are all good options. Now, I'm not affiliated with any of those. I just know a lot of people in my network use them and recommend them. And all those companies have lots of tutorials and help to get you started. Next, you need to design a show-stopping sign-up form that will have website visitors lining up to join your email list. But don't panic if you don't know how to do this. You'll be able to set it all up in whatever email marketing platform you choose. On the form, it's best just to ask for the first name and the email address. Don't ask for anything else unless it's essential for your business. If you're based in Europe, you'll also need to consider the GDPR rules, which are basically enhanced privacy laws for subscribers in the EU and in the UK. It's it's too big a topic to go into here. I'm certainly not an expert on this. If you do want to know more about what you need to consider, check out Suzanne Dibble's website. I'll put a link to it in the um, show notes. She's an online lawyer for small businesses in the UK and her information is applicable to all those in the UK and the EU. So check that out if to learn more about that. Okay, then you need to craft a compelling offer. So roll out the red carpet for your potential subscribers with, a, with an irresistible free offer, which is also called a lead magnet, freebie or opt-in. Whether it's a discount, a free ebook, PDF guide, mini course or exclusive content, Offering something valuable in exchange for their email addresses will have them flocking to join your your list, like paparazzi to a celebrity signing. Then you need to add sign-up forms to your website. So you strategically place your sign-up forms on your website like little hidden treasures for your visitors to discover. Incorporate them into the header, footer, sidebar, or even as a pop-up, making sure they're visible and easy to find. Now, if you don't have a website yet, don't worry. You can create what's called a landing page in your email marketing platform. It's basically a one-page web page where you can tell people about your free offer and add the form. You can then send your potential customers there from wherever you're marketing the offer. So that leads me nicely on to luring people to sign up for your form. This is the most challenging part of the process, getting people to actually learn about the freebie you've created. So you can spread the word about it through your blog posts, podcasts, or YouTube episodes, social media, magazine articles, or guest spots on other people's podcasts or YouTube shows. If you have the budget and want to go faster, you can also consider using paid advertising on Google or Facebook, but it is possible to attract people without this. The more people you can entice to your sign-up forms, the faster your list will grow, and the closer you'll be to making sales and achieving success. A word of warning here, when you're starting out, this can take time. So don't be discouraged. The more visible you are, the more consistent you are in sharing content in the right places, you will start to attract people who will love what you do and will be excited to enter into your world. Okay, next you need to create an email sequence. So choreographing a welcome sequence to dazzle your new subscribers. So when they give you their email address in the form, they are automatically um, directed to a series of emails that introduce your brand, deliver the promised freebie, and gently guide them towards one of your products or services. Finally, you need to consistently create and send show-stopping content that will have your subscribers on the edge of their seats, or at the very least, really interested in hearing more. This can be every week, every two weeks, every month, whatever works for you. But the key is being consistent. You can share personal and business updates, promotions, blog posts, podcast episode news, industry news, or tips related to your niche. 
all the while focusing on providing value that will keep your audience captivated and engaged with what you have to say. Now, there are more advanced things that you may hear about from experts like list tagging, segmentation, optimization, analytics, and list cleaning, which will become important later on. But don't worry about these things at the start. Keep it really simple and just get started. Once you've got the hang of all that, you can start looking at the more advanced options. So there you go, list building 101. Now you may be really excited to get going or totally freaking out right now, but either way, just get started and I promise you it all becomes much clearer as you get into it. The bottom line is list building is essential for all entrepreneurs because it lets you communicate directly with your potential customers, saves you money, turns leads into loyal patrons, helps you measure success, boosts brand awareness, grows your business, puts you in control and lets you customize your message for maximum impact. A lot of things in the entrepreneur world are optional. You can pick and choose and do what works for you. But really, an email list isn't something you can afford to avoid. So get started, learn as you go, and before long, you'll have a list of raving fans and be a new list-building maven. Thanks for tuning in. As always, link the link to the show notes is in the description for this episode on whatever platform you're listening from. And remember, you deserve to live your passion So go for it. This is your time. Hey, so if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google or Amazon so you know as soon as a new episode is released and don't miss out. And while you're there, feel free to give a rating or drop in a comment. I would love to hear from you. 